Welcome to another episode of What's Up With DJ. I'm DJ, the number one place to find out all things that interest me and hopefully you as well. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share, and visit the show description to find out more about the What's Up With DJ podcast. And with that being said, let's get right into the show. You're listening to the What's Up With DJ podcast with your host and personal development coach, David DJ Lloyd Jr., Each week, he brings you current events and trending topics from a spiritual perspective, including career development, finance, holistic living, and life hacks, along with stories that invoke humor and inspiration. So if you're ready, let's join the conversation. Here's DJ. So fans want to make Kanye West great again. Oh, after his anti-Semitic remarks that he said uh, last week, there's been a lot of backlash uh, directed towards Kanye West, and rightfully so. I'm just trying to get my mind wrapped around the whole situation as well. And Kanye West is a very complicated figure in pop culture. And he's always in the news about something crazy, <laughs> it seems. Unfortunately, he's went from having the conversation being centered around his music, which at one point was really great, it being the conversation is always about something crazy that he said or did. So after receiving so much backlash after his anti-Semitic remarks, he posted a handwritten note via Instagram saying that he was going to be quitting sex, alcohol, and won't talk to anybody for a month. You're gonna stop watching X-rated films and not have sex for 30 days. So some kind of verbal, a verbal fast. I don't know how that's gonna solve anything, but I do think it's a good idea for him to stop talking. That doesn't necessarily mean that he is not gonna be posting on Instagram and Twitter or whatever places he posts on social media. So, but I think it's a good thing that he is quiet. I don't know if he's doing this because he's trying to squirm his way back into those partnerships that he lost with in one being the biggest one being Adidas. And he's trying to get in the good graces of those uh, individuals. But uh, one thing that I feel is that he never expected. I think he expected it to get a lot of media coverage, the whole white lives matter T-shirt and the anti-Semitic comments, I thought that, you know, he was going to, I think he believed he would get lots of attention for that, which he did, but I don't think that he ever expected it to be this intense. And uh, he's offered a, an apology, well, somewhat an, uh, an apology. I didn't realize that I could be considered anti-Semitic until I read one of the definitions of anti-Semitism. And I feel like this is God humbling me right now because what I want to say is like black people are like, okay, Lex Friedman got you to apologize. Uh, Pierce Morgan got you to apologize to the Jews, but you never apologized to us about the George Floyd comment that made us feel bad. And I know that police do attack and America is generally racist. And I understand that when we got to say Black Lives Matter, that the idea of it the idea of it made us feel good together as, as, a, as a person, uh, as, as a people. So when I said that, 
and I and I and I questioned the death of George Floyd. It hurt my people. It hurt the black people. So I want to apologize to hurting them because right now God has shown me by what Adidas is doing and by what by what the media is doing, I know how it feels to have a knee on my neck now. As I mentioned last week, he's fallen off of the Forbes billionaire list. He was considered number two or number one as the wealthiest hip hop artist. And it seemed as though Jay-Z is number one or number two. I can't really understand how they're calculating the numbers. But at one point I was saying that Kanye West was at $2 billion, estimated $2 billion, but that Adidas partnership now no longer, it seems though that he's now falling off the list with a $400 million uh, net worth. And Jay-Z is number one and, and Sean P Puff Daddy is number two. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's, uh, these are, are, are rich people's problems. You know, who, two billion, four hundred million. Still, it's a lot of money that he still still has. The interesting thing about this is that one of his fans, I guess, they want Kanye West to be a billionaire again. So they created a GoFundMe page for Kanye, uh, and GoFundMe took the page down before it was taken down. It had someone, or I don't know how many, maybe one person had a chance to contribute five dollars to that. GoFundMe page. So, you know, there are people out there that are in support of him and want to see him do well and they want to see him as a billionaire. And, you know, that's good that you still have people that support you after uh, you, you being you've driven all this uh, negative attention to yourself. Um, but to me, how do I feel about Kanye West? I think he's an interesting figure in pop culture being that he manipulates the media and how he sort of does that is interesting to me. But outside of that, his comments and what he thinks, his views, I don't really think much about it because he's just not somebody that I would want even to have a conversation with because I don't really think that he's um, his concern isn't necessarily, you know, is to, to really feel compassionate about the people that he's supposed to be defending if he's defending anyone. I think his cause and what it is that he perpetuates is self-promotion, promotion, his businesses, his shoes that are now being burned off, it seems, and his businesses to ultimately, you know, make these goals of being a mogul, of being a billionaire, creating a whole bunch of wealth. And I see that he'll say anything and do anything that will jump on any bandwagon that he feels is going to get him to that place where he's going to make those that kind of money. And these individuals, I think like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and, and all these type of individuals understand how to turn in attention into dollars. And I don't think that I think people are very forgiving, as I said last week, that he's already apologizing already to, you know, sort of gain some kind of momentum in the right direction. Are people going to be more willing to be forgiving and say, hey, you know, I forgive Kanye West and I want to go and purchase whatever he's selling. Who knows? Will you do that? Will you go out and purchase some, some, you know, Kanye West things if he decides to go with a different distributor or production or whoever creates those Yeezys? He goes to someone else like Sketches 
or whoever will have him and create, he'll find somebody, he'll find somebody out there who's willing to create those shoes and make money with him. Are you going to go out there and buy those shoes? Because that's really what makes a determining factor when it comes to these people, you know, creating wealth and creating wealth at that particular level. So the second story that I, I have is um, there is people out there who own the trademark White Lives Matter. And a, uh, there's a they're the host of the weekly radio show, Civic Cipher, are the, leader, the legal owners of the White Lives Matter trademark. Ramsey's Da and Quentin Ward was on a, re a recent episode of CNN Tonight, and they explained how they felt about Kanye's White Lives Matter t-shirt. Oh, uh, Ramses, yeah, yeah. let me start with you. What do you plan to do with this trademark of White Lives Matter? Well, um, at present, we plan to do nothing. Um, nothing is plenty, uh, as you can imagine. Um, we have lawyers advising us on how to best protect the, the trademark. So um, it, it will not be used to hurt, harm, uh, trigger uh, any, any people. And as long as we are the uh, people in the position to decide how it is uh, used in commerce, uh, we will do our best to minimize the effect that it may have on people. Just to make it clear, we didn't purchase or pursue the mark. It was actually assigned to us by one of our listeners. Seeing that phrase on a t-shirt, like imagine I'd like to paint a picture sitting on your porch and someone walking up to your home with a Confederate flag over one shoulder, a Trump flag over the other shoulder, a Make America Great Again hat on, a t-shirt that says white lives matter on the front and that says slavery was a choice on the back. And imagine that person holding a bullhorn and saying through it, George Floyd was not killed by police, but he died from a drug overdose. Imagine how that would make you feel and then explain to me why I should feel different because the person wearing all of that stuff is a creative genius. Uh, we feel like, in fact, it, it's, it's well documented that the, the term white lives matter uh, rose up in opposition to the affirmation that black lives matter. Um, it has never been in question whether or not white lives have mattered in this country. It's a given. We know that. Everyone knows that. Um, we felt uh, in our community that we needed to say black lives matter, particularly after the, the death of Trayvon Martin. Um, and so, again, these other matter terms and phrases have rose up in opposition to that, to weaken the message, to, to dilute the movement, and to um, just be contradictory in nature, uh, to give other people talking points in a conversation when it, the, the phrase was originally intended to affirm our lives, um, having value. And so, uh, again, being at the helm of something like this, being able to be able to, to be the decider uh, feels very important. It's among the heaviest things that we'd have to, we've had to do as radio hosts. Listening to their comments, I think they seem to have a really balanced outlook about the issue. And they seem somewhat ambivalent about the whole situation. So um, I don't think they're trying to get into the hoopla. But it was just really interesting that they, you know, sort of inherited 
the, the White Lives Matter trademark. And um, they have it. I don't think that they're looking to make any money off of this or try to promote this in any kind of way. But, you know, who knows in the future how that may change. So as always, try to bring some spiritual aspects into the podcast because this is a spiritual podcast. And I think that if you I think a lot of people have heard about the law of attraction and the law of attraction just states one thing. It states that likes like attracts like and whatever you have in your life, your friends, um, the money, a bank account, it all has been attracted through um energetic vibration and even goes deeper than that you know we are even conceived and born in a vibratory resonance and um well let's just call it um an aura that we all sort of have and based on that aura that we have it attracts things to us or it actually in in the same time repels things from us as well Friends that we've outgrown or friends that have we have attracted or experiences that we've attracted or have propelled out of our lives. And we experience happy times and sad times, but ultimately we always come back to our normal vibrational aura, which is basically an accumulation of our thoughts and our emotions and how we interpret it, how we interpret our experiences. So what I try to do, and I hope many people try to do, is try to increase that vibratory resonance, ultimately increasing that aura so that we attract better experiences and are able to interpret the things that are happening in our lives in a more positive way. I think sometimes watching the news can bring down that vibration because we see so much negative things in the in the in pop culture in the press in the news that you know even sometimes i have to turn the news off because it's such a, a negative um information flow a negative flow of information so what are some of the things that you do to increase your vibration i listen to music um, sometimes certain songs will raise my vibrations. Sometimes reading uh, a something that is inspirational can raise my vibration. Meditation is definitely a great way. Journaling can raise your vibration. So what are some of the things that you do to increase your vibration and make your vibration higher? Because ultimately, by doing that, you are attracting certain things to you. You're attracting experiences that are going to be affecting you. And even if you are attracting um, negative experiences because you're still working, trying to get that vibration, get that aura higher, you'll find that you do have to interpret things that have happened to you in a, a what I call reframing, where you are actually looking at past experiences and reframing it instead of into in, as a negative experience. We try to reframe it into a positive experience. So that's the show this week. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, like, and share, and be sure to follow on Apple Podcasts. Um, and, you know, if you're listening 
regardless of where you're listening to the podcast, always try to support. Please support the podcast. It helps grow the podcast. It helps to increase the following. So wherever you are, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, like um, if you can comment. If the place you'll listen to, you can comment. It helps grow the, the What's Up With DJ community. And you can always email a brother by emailing DJ at What's Up With DJ.com. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms, well, most of them Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, are just putting in What's Up With DJ podcast. Until next week, take you later. Bye. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. Please join us next week for another episode. You can contact the show by visiting www.podversation.me or emailing DJ at whatsupwithdj.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple Podcast. Until next week, take care and be blessed.